Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sex and Other Human Activities. We are broadcasting to you from the Creek in the Cave, 1093 Jackson Avenue, Long Island City, New York, 11101, creeklic.com. My name is Sarah Benincasa. My name is Marcus Parks. Oh, hello. Hello. We have a, a nice little, a real short letter to get it started, just to start it off, because we've got some like heavier shit to get to. Um, as we often do on Sex and Other Human Activities, we t- end up talking about sex and mental health a lot and today will be no exception um, but this is really sweet it says it's from Punit in India and it says hi Sarah just want to tell you that you are awesome just listen to your episode in sex and other human activities you are so fully super rocking ah. yes I am <laughs> hope you get my short email I am a listener from India you're great awesome voice adios holy super what was it it was fully super, so, we are so fully super rocking. So fully super rocking. It's pretty great. I like that. I know, that's awesome. So, that is some good times. Marcus, what's what's the haps? I haven't seen you in a while. What's going on? Ah, it's been a while. I mean, how, I started therapy. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, good, good, yeah. good. Did you find somebody who works on, like, a sliding scale? Or? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Found someone who works on a sliding scale, and she, uh... She, they say that uh, the place, uh, rec- they uh, kind of go for creative types, which oh, cool. means weirdos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it's fucking great, man. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. How we're, we're, often do you go? Once a week. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're working through my issues right now. <laughs> Mm. Ooh, here's, these the, here's the things that I think we need to work on, Marcus. <laughs> like, okay, yes, let's work on those things. <laughs> Correct. Yes. I understand. Okay, let's do it. <clears throat> I she she actually uh, knew who you were, by the Did way. Did she? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it was great. That makes me. It's so fun. when people say that, I'm always like. I'm like, oh, did we go to high school together? <laughs> <laughs> I always think that. I'm always like, oh, okay. So, I mean, as much as I could talk about therapy, there's one thing that's just staring me right in the face. Is it my tan? Your fucking spray tan, yes! man. I got another one! <laughs> I got another one! It was great. And this time... <laughs> You're just... You look so crazy. Your eyes are the whites of your eyes are so white. Are so white. I know, it's and great. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so fun. Yay! <laughs> and I've got my curly hair and it's paint I've got some painted highlights mm-hmm. and it's very it's like very red with like some painted golden highlights and I'm just feeling very jersey. You look very jungly today. I'm feeling very jungly. like I'm feeling very like You got I'm, like I'm, one I'm, exposed shoulder yeah. on the shirt there. And it's all kind of ripped up and I'm just feeling very like primal. Yeah. Very primal Jersey. <laughs> Neither one of us. Can you do that? Can you do the cat growl? No. I can't do it. I can't whistle either. You can't whistle? No. I can whistle. It's upsetting. Yeah, well, that is pretty upsetting. So I got naked in front of three girls today. Ooh. Because, did um, it take three women to spray tan you? It did. I'm so <laughs> huge that they were like, <laughs> but what people don't know, Sarah is eight foot seven. I'm eight foot seven and eight hundred pounds, <laughs> and there's a lot of folds to get into. Um, it was no the the girl who I go to see, Abby. Abby is from um, a company called Bake Spray Tanning. I think it's like. 
bakespraytan.com or bakespraytan.com, something like that. If you're in New York, go see her and tell her Sarah sent you. Um, and that more that Marcus did not send you. <laughs> yeah. So you go- Marcus said that I shouldn't come here. <laughs> Yay. So Abby was training two people and she asked me earlier, she was like, is it okay if, you know, there's people here who I'm training, some women here who I'm training um, on the machine? Because it's this machine that looks sort of like a vacuum cleaner, but it does the reverse, obviously. It, it mm-hmm. spits instead of sucks. And um, it so. It doesn't suck the soul from your body? No, it does that while like spitting out. <laughs> it's a trade. It, it's it, dual action. <laughs> it's awesome. So it, uh, it's, you know, she spray, you, you get butt naked and you stand in this tent, this big tent, the kind of teepee looking tent that she has. <laughs> Is it in someone's backyard? No, it's in her house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like between the area, it's an open floor plan. So it's basically like the where her kitchen sort of merges into her living room. That's mm-hmm. where it is and she sprays you and um, you just get totally naked and first I started facing away from them and put my arms up like a cactus Mm -hmm. and then she sprayed like up and down my whole bod on the first pass then turned me around sprayed up and down my whole bod on the second pass took a considerable amount of time in the thigh and vag region which was entertaining I was like all right do they like tape like I, I'd imagine that it's probably not good for the vag to get the spray tan up in there. Oh, do no, they, they don't do that. They no, don't do no, Okay, no. do they, like, just put, like, one piece of tape over the lips? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I imagine. No, I have a, a, a I have more than a landing strip, less than a full bush. Okay. Because of a recent waxing experience, which was actually very fulfilling and fine, and I think I'm going to get that done again, too. Okay. Um, do you object to that as well? No, that's fine. <laughs> okay, that's perfectly fine. In fact, wa- waxing, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with, 100%. Yeah, it's growing back th- in thinner, which I really appreciate. I'm just like, oh, it's that's what they said would happen, and it's happening. Um, but so she... Like gets, uh, you know, gets gets not all up in there, but you turn out your leg and she gets it. You turn Mm -hmm. out your leg, Angelina Jolie at the Oscars style. And she gets it and then she gets the other one and then she does another pass in your body and does your face and stuff. And um, so it was very fun. (laughs) So I was just naked in front of these like three like beautiful 20 something women just like, hello, here I am naked. And she was like, do you want me to get the underside of your breasts this this time? And I was like, yes. So I like held my boobs up. Got it. Now, not, I didn't like to lift them up so much, but I had to lift <laughs> yeah, them up a little yeah. bit because they're very big. And she like got under there, and then like I let we, she hit them with the blow dryer. Were the other, were the other two wearing lab coats with uh, little clipboards taking notes? <laughs> no, I wish that would be so awesome. <laughs> they were just wearing like trendy pretty girl clothes and oh, just okay. being trendy pretty girls. Okay. And I was so that was what how I spent my day. And then I went and had lunch with my manager at a place called Caravan of Dreams, mm-hmm. which is this like hippie place. Do you ever been there in the East Village? No, I never have. It's like raw vegan food. Uh. So I went and I ate avocado coconut soup, which is just avocados mashed up with coconuts. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And uh, and then I had carrot apple ginger juice, and then I had black beans, and then I had kale. And if you put all that together, it's a recipe for feeling weird. <laughs> yeah. And then I drank um, coffee. Yeah, I'd, I'd scramble eggs. Woo! <laughs> So we're yeah. just checking in, sex and other human activities, listeners. We're just checking in and, like, you know, seeing what's doing, how things are going. Um, oh, well, you can always reach us at uh, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. That's cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. You can also email Sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. Um, and, uh, oh, we're on Twitter. I'm at Sarah J. Benincasa, and Marcus is at Marcus Parks. Mm-hmm. So let's get to sad letter number one. Yeah. All right. Uh, what are we going to call this kid? 
Um, let's because he has a very unusual name. That yeah, is. so we can't call him by his name. Yeah. Um, let's call him Frank. Frank. Yeah. Yes. All right. I want to start off uh, by saying that I am not caught up yet. I'm only on episode 26, so I'm sorry for not waiting until I am to email you. I hate my life. Okay, that's fine. You don't need to wait to email us to tell us that. Like, you don't yeah. need to listen to the ca- <laughs> the canon of all our yeah. experiences. All of them. We accept the uh, we accept you as you are, Frank. Yeah. I am a 17 year old male, and I hate myself passionately and profusely. I wish I had some kind of connection with another person, but I'm all alone because I'm a piece of shit. So I hate myself more. To cope, I want to get not sober, but I can't get any alcohol nor weed. So I hate myself even more for being a failure on that front. I am also sexually starved, but I can't get any, so I just fail all over life. I want to kill myself, but I haven't yet because I want to make sure I have nothing to live for. I respect you guys, and please respond, and if you think that my story can help anyone, share it on your show. I don't want anyone to feel this way. I love your show. Frank. Well, Frank, I think the fact that you wanted us to share it on the show in case it would help somebody and that you you, you basically have a you still have a spark of interest in helping out your your fellow humans because it mattered to you that we that we should share this that it might help other people. So, I think like you obviously have a good heart, A, and you still I think you're still in the game. Yeah. B. Like I think you're still invested in being alive. Um and I think that's awesome and we approve of that um, wholeheartedly so you hate yourself and everything sucks and um, some people would probably just tell you well that's just being a teenager but actually the way that you feel is not just being a teenager it's um it sounds like serious depression to me it's pretty bad it's not just like oh that phase i hate that <laughs> when they're like you know kids yeah that, that's and i'm a, like what like yeah. every kid does not go through a i hate myself and want to die phase they every kid goes through a i hate my parents phase or mm. i hate the authority figures around me phase but it's not like a given that you should go through an i hate myself and want to die phase i went through that phase and you went through that mm-hmm. phase oh, yeah. but that's not normal right not and, everyone goes through that and we've continued to struggle with with those issues into our adult lives um i think even proving even more that it's not like just some adolescent thing yeah yeah the fact that we still i mean just i mean no like i said today therapy like yeah. I went to therapy earlier today. Dan, you're 30 years old. You know, still just about right before we started this, I went and refilled my medication. Like it's not an adolescent thing, and that's and that can make it a lot scarier sometimes. Just knowing it's like, well, this might end. It might not. Yeah. You know, th- I mean, I can say that Frank, the 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 feelings that you're having right now, like the sort of feeling. Um, pr- you probably feel actually physically uncomfortable in your own skin right now, almost like itchy to just jump out of it because you're in a lot of emotional pain. It's probably manifesting as some physical pain and physical discomfort too. So this feeling can can end. Um, and there are different ways that that can happen. The one that we would not advise would be offing yourself because we don't know what happens after. It could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it could be better. It could be worse. We don't know. But Most likely it's nothing. Yeah, most likely it's nothing. And nothing is boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's enough interesting shit. And you at 17 have enough ahead of you. Um, if you know you choose to go to college, if you choose to join the military, if you choose to do whatever it is you want to do, choose to start your career right away. 
Like, you've got some pretty exciting shit ahead of you. Travel, meeting people, you know, sex, whether it's girls or boys. And I'm not, he didn't indicate that he was a, uh, he was gay or anything. Yeah. But um, who knows? Like, sex with, with whatever kind of person you want, as long as it's a consenting adult. You know, these are exciting things to look forward to. Um, that said, what we need to kind of do is, like, deal with you're here and now so you've got all these like bad bad feelings going on that are shitty and we need to deal with them first before we kind of get to the underlying issue it's kind of like if somebody came in to a hospital and i was working there and they were bleeding all over the place um and they had a broken leg i would probably staunch the bleeding first Mm -hmm. to make sure that they didn't bleed out and that i would do that before i got to like setting the broken leg properly right and you know making sure that that was done because that's a longer term proposition so we've got like your kind of the short-term immediate issue of you wanting to kill yourself and or or just wanting to die um and then there's the longer term stuff of like other depression so let's deal with thing a it sounds to me like you should really be talking to uh, school's almost out probably um he's about to graduate high school oh he's about to graduate yeah okay. he, well i sent him a letter and he sent me one back okay uh and he says that this is what he says he says he just doesn't know what to do with his life I'm going to graduate high school soon, and I'm scared. I don't know what I want with my life, and it seems as if everyone and everything is telling me what I sh- that I should know. I'm afraid of life, but I don't know if I want to die. I promised myself on New Year's that if I wanted to die in six months, then I would clear- kill myself. I'm clearly still alive, but I don't know anything. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't stick to that six-month thing because um, – or maybe you're, you're coming up on that half-aversary or whatever because um, sometimes it takes longer than six months for things to get better. But sometimes it's worth it because sometimes they get – Sometimes it takes years. It takes years, but sometimes it gets a little bit better a little bit at a time, and then eventually it's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Like, I wrote a book about wanting to kill myself. <laughs> well, it's not all about that. It's called Agora Fabulous, but it's about like um, – you know, it's about a time in my life when I wanted to kill myself. And like I had this experience the other day where we're trying to get um, we're trying to get something going with it business wise as like turning the book into something else. And um, so we got really good news about that the other day. And I sat down and I was like and I just cried a little bit for a while because I was like, you know what, man, I'm 31. When I was 21 and all this shit happened, I wanted to die. Like I hated myself. I wanted to jump out of my own skin. I felt physically ill because I was so unhappy. And now here I am 10 years later. And because of that experience, I've gotten to do something that has reached other people and has hopefully helped some of them and now i may actually be getting to reach more people with this material and so you just and and i never would have like i can't be specific about it because we haven't signed anything yet Mm -hmm. but basically like you kind of never know you never know what you're going to be able to do with your pain that's going to positively benefit someone else like, if I had offed myself or if Marcus had offed himself, we wouldn't be here talking to you right now and hopefully making you feel less alone and helping you out. And Marcus wouldn't have been able to email you back. Um, and there's such it's such a great feeling to be able to do that. And it doesn't mean that we have all our shit together now. Like, if you once you listen to more of the episodes, you'll hear us go through, like, emotional phases and ups yeah. and downs and all kinds of shit. But, like, our lives as a whole are pretty cool and... 
there would not have been a chance for that to happen if we had, you know, taken the final exit. Dun, dun, dun. And <laughs> to sound all zombie movie about it. Yeah. It's, yeah, you just really never know what's going to happen. And, and, but, and what it sounds to me like this kid's biggest problem is that he's just fucking so lonely. Yeah. Like, so amazingly lonely. And I know how that feels. Like, I know how it feels to be, like, to feel like you're the only person in the entire world, that there's nobody that you can talk to, nobody you can, it's just, it's just, you and I think what this kid's biggest problem is, is that really like reading this it kind of remind it really reminds me of how I was whenever I was that age mm-hmm. you know just very because you know it's very dramatic yeah you know because you're you're 17 you know and even though like as you said earlier it's like you know oh he's just going through that age yes I mean it is definitely depression but whenever you're 17 that shit is amplified it's amped so up by much. your hormones and yeah. also like one thing Frank that um is good to remember is that you've got a track record of 17 years of life right now and so all that you can measure your experience by is those 17 years when you're like our age which you will live to be because you're not going to kill yourself and things are going to get better you're going to heed our advice um when you're our age, you're going to have, like, more experience and you're going to look back kind of like how you would look back now at, like, something you did when you were nine years old and and be like, oh, my gosh, I would never do that now. I'm 17. I'm so much older. Yeah. That's, you're going to get to a place where you'll look back and be like, man, I was so unhappy when I was 17. I'm so glad I didn't off myself, like, because look at all the cool shit that's happened. Look at how I've grown and changed. Mm-hmm. I think what this kid needs to do is just Wait. You know, it's like, I need to think, he needs to find his people, you know, because we all find our people eventually, mm-hmm. or at least most people do. I know I did. I found, like, my people here in New York, and I, and I you know, had people that I found in, in college as well at the, at, the, at the KTXT at the radio station, you know, those people that I'm still friends with to this day. Uh, it's, you just have to find the people that, that you relate to, that you can talk to, and they know what you're talking about and they know what your experiences are and sometimes you don't even have to tell them what your experiences are they just know mm-hmm. like you just meet people that you just know uh and you know i never would have found uh hell i never would have made friends with you and never would have mm-hmm. found nikita never would have found any of this stuff if i would have taken that gun whenever i was 17 that i had laying in my lap and put it to my head like yeah. never would have done that like that and was, you were in Texas. That was a real gun. That was a real gun. Yeah. That wasn't one of these. <laughs> one of our. That was, that was a. That yeah. That was not. Is it like bad that my instinct is fight. to just shoot this off? Oh, bang! Boom! Not, boom! 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 It was not one of our prop guns yeah. that we have laying around. No. Oh, you can still be morbid and fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't in worry. Fact, it is a requirement to yeah. be morbid because this kid listens to. He listens to all the Cape Comedy Radio. Oh, stuff. does he? Yeah, does he listen yeah. to a fucking Roundtable of Evil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He listens to all of our stuff, so you know it's, it's like that's how you deal with these things. You know, th- that's how I eventually came to deal with all that shit is to to joke about it and not take it seriously. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I can I can make jokes about you know sitting whenever I was seventeen sitting on my front porch with a fucking shotgun on my lap. You know, just thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't you know didn't pick it up or anything, but just sitting there just thinking like, what if? What if, what if, what if? And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people go through that. And a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people do it, but they don't 
say anything. Oh, yeah. They like, don't talk about they don't it. T- they don't talk about it because that shit's hard to talk. I mean, I've never told anyone about that. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> the, but now you do. Now I do. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like I do that a lot on this fucking show. That's what this I feel show like brings I feel out. like I'm just telling you, but then I realize, like, oh, no, I'm telling thousands of people. No, I feel that way, too. And that's when people are like, um, f- friends will be like, I heard about, you know, I heard episode this. Or I heard this episode. Uh-huh. I heard this episode. Like, are you okay? Or is Marcus okay? It, it always jars me for a second because I'm like, I'm like, oh. And I have to remember it. I'm like, oh, we were having a shitty week that week. Like, yeah. We were just really sad or we were just recalling, like, really terrible things. That happens sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's the funny thing. Is sometimes it's like two weeks after the fact. Or and they're three like, months or yeah, something. Yeah. And they're like, are you okay? I was like, what are you talking? Oh, that thing? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it must sound yeah. so. It must sound so weird to people because they just listen to it, and it's so intimate. This medium of of broadcasting is so intimate, and you know people are they're listening to us like as they listen to all their podcasts. They're listening in the gym. They're listening mm-hmm. while they're peeing on the toilet or pooping, perhaps, um, or both. They're listening <laughs> while I have to be very specific about that. They're listening while they're in bed, like in their undershorts, go, falling asleep. So it's yeah. like they just heard us in this intimate way talking about this sad shit and then they see you or email you and you're like oh yeah everything's fine they probably are like listen if we didn't already know that you people were like tended toward mania and depression <laughs> we would believe it <laughs> we would just assume yeah yeah but uh, but you know back, back to back to this kid um, I love what you said about he hasn't found his people yet it's true like sometimes your family isn't if like let's say you know you've got your family of origin and then you've got your family of choice and you don't generally find your family of choice for a while you might find one person who's part of your family of choice but like let's call it a tribe mm, you don't tribes a damn good way of putting it yeah like your your tribe um frank is out there you just haven't met them yet and you haven't met them because part of the reason that you're going to meet them is that you feel lonely and isolated like you're going to come together with other people who have felt lonely and isolated and for in order for you to make those connections and have that experience you have to have kind of gone through the fire and you're going through the fire right now and when you connect with start to connect with those people it might be a few people at once or it might be you just meet one kid who's cool and then you guys together make another friend but regardless it's going to happen and when you meet your tribe or when once you have your tribe you're going to look around and be like oh okay i get it like these mm-hmm. like these dipshits who I'm playing video games with at three in the morning and talking about girls like this yeah. is this is my tribe I have now I didn't even notice it because I was so busy you know getting used to working or whatever mm-hmm. I think that um just whenever you realize this is life yeah you're mm-hmm. like oh these are my people mm-hmm. like I know that like Marcus is in my tribe oh you know? yeah you're definitely in my tribe yeah like we're in the same tribe and they're just people who you can kind of like a lot of the people who do roundtable, I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, they're in my tribe. Like they might not be super close to me, but they're in an extended sort of version of my tribe where I'm like, oh, we speak the same language. Yeah, I think that is a good way of putting it. Spe- mm-hmm. Finding people who speak the same language as you, uh, that's hard to find. Uh, and another thing that I wrote this kid is like the reason why we're all here and the reason why we're all doing this is because we're all fucking weirdos and misfits and mm-hmm. and outcasts. Like I, I can't function in normal society. Like, Being normal I would not work for me. I don't. Yeah, think. I couldn't be a bank teller. 
or uh, I couldn't work in an office. I tried working as a copywriter for a day. I had panic attacks. I was like, I can't fucking, no, I'm not doing this shit. Uh-uh. Like, just because, you know, some people just exist on the fringes of society. And we're definitely fringe people. And I, th- I know the people that listen are also, like, fringe people. And that's fine. That's not just fine. That's fucking great. Congratulations. You're not boring. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's why if you're listening and you're the kind of person where you feel like an alien when you go to a family event you're not alone a lot of us mm-hmm. feel that way i mean marcus and i fucking love our families like oh, we talk yeah. about our families we go home and hang out with them like you were just in texas and it was and fantastic i was just in the dirty jurors where i often am and i'm going back again this weekend for a big extended family party and you know what i love them and i get along with them real well but sometimes i still i do feel like an alien and i'm like oh you know, my mom will be excited talking about some cousin's wedding or something like that, and um, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm I'm different. You know, I'm different than this. Like, I can get excited about it, but mm. I'm different than this. Like, yeah. we don't have the same we don't have the same favorite things. So you can still you can love your family, and and you don't have to reject them to find your tribe. Like, you can learn no. to coexist. Not at all. And, you know, I, I think that, I don't know if you're headed for college. Did he indicate if he was headed he for He didn't, that? no. I, I, it's possible that he's, he's he says he's, I mentioned something to college, because he mentioned something about weed and booze. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I just wait, wait for college on that. That shit's better whenever you're older anyway. Yeah, it's fine. It's like At just, your age, you're just going to, like, feel weird. Exactly. You're just going to feel weird, and, and in fact, weed is probably going to make you feel a lot worse. Oh, yeah. If, you, you're, oh. if, you're, if you're in de- in deep depression, weed's just going to make you feel worse and alcohol will probably make you feel worse as well because then you're just going to get drunk and cry oh yeah there's like, depressants like yeah your well system. no no weed isn't a depressant it isn't Mm-mm. it's a hallucinogen is it a hallucinogen yep really we've had this conversation like three times we have <laughs> <laughs> and i'm the i don't want to smoke pot <laughs> and i can't remember shit yeah I'm you can't like, remember i remember everything we've ever said and, and i totally don't i'm just like what <laughs> that happened we had sex one time what are you what? talking yes, about we had sex it was a year ago in january <laughs> god damn it <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I'll forget about well. like very significant life events, basically. <laughs> I used to forget my locker combination whenever we had, um, like, uh, we would have Christmas break, you know, and you're mm. gone for not even two weeks. I'd come back to school, and I'd have to go to the office and ask the secretary to look up my locker combination because <laughs> I would forget it. It's a problem. and But it gives me a little hope that it's not early onset Alzheimer's because I've just always been this way. That's fine. I'm just like, what's going on? I don't even... <laughs> what? It's like one time... My and my mom is this way too. I think I get it from her. Um, like one time, my brother got in trouble for something, and then like two weeks later, my mom bought him a new bike. And I was like, "You bought him a bike? He got busted for something like like not by the law or something, but just yeah. by family. You got in a lot of he got in a lot of trouble." And she was like, "I don't remember that." <laughs> and I was like, "Really? Because you cried." <laughs> like, all right, that's fine. Um, but Frank, I think you should really maybe like if you're not going to it's totally cool not to go to college right outside of high school it's totally cool not to go to college ever and let me tell you something if you do go to college make sure either that what you're studying is something that you really are interested in it does not have to be what you do with the rest of your life like all your friends and family are saying or like your family is telling you Mm -hmm. um just uh when you go to school like i would say 
hair. Now I'm like giving you college counseling advice, <laughs> but I think it's... Well, he, knew, he, he I think he, he kind of wants something like this too. I think it would be a really smart idea if you, even if you just start taking classes at the local community college. Like my brother went to college, made awesome friends, um, studied something that he thought was okay, went, you know, went to school, got the degree, went into business, didn't like it, and then started going to the community college to get a second degree and um, found people there that were awesome and found stuff he was really into. So you don't have to go away to college to like find your tribe or to find the thing that you're really into. It can be Excuse me. It can be something at you know your local community or junior college, but I would really, really suggest taking classes that sound interesting to you um, if you can afford it, and hopefully, if it's at your local junior college, they'll have like a good price because that can just open your whole world up. Like yeah. it really can. You meet people you never would have thought you meet. You talked about stuff you never knew about before. It's like right now you're. It's kind of like. You've got a blindfold on because that's what life has given you right now. It's this depression blindfold that's preventing you from seeing the bigger picture. He's stuck in his own head. Mm-hmm. Completely. And it will really help you to go to get out of your own head to, like, pursue avenues of study, classes, things like that. I also think therapy, if possible for him, would be, like, the ideal thing to go to therapy, like, ASAP would be a really good thing, I think. Mm-hmm. That, that would... That would be pretty fucking awesome. Like yeah. I, I would, I would recommend so, something like that. Yeah. You know? And what I, you know, the other thing I recommended to him is because I, I don't know, I kind of assumed many a time. So I don't know why, but I assume that most people can't afford therapy. Yeah. Well, you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, just because shit's, you know, it's expensive. Uh, and you know, I, I've talked about it on the show before as well. So like, you know, before I could, before I found like a sliding scale type thing, like what I would do and what I've done since I was like 16, 17 and I was so stuck in my head all the time is that I would, uh, just write down everything, mm-hmm. like all the horrible shit that was in my head. I would just keep writing until my head felt empty again and then whenever it filled back up with all that bullshit I'd keep writing it down write it down and whenever I was 17 I was writing like fucking three hours a day because it was nothing but bullshit mm-hmm. you know because your head's just filled with all this and it was all nonsense mm-hmm. it was god I hope no one ever finds it oh I'm I cutting, need to I've burn been cutting it. mine up I, need <laughs> I have been throwing them out and cutting I them need up. all every single high school or college journal that I had I need to find and burn yeah because that shit does not need to get out because it is fucking embarrassing. Yeah, you gotta and hide it. And don't gotta, do it. Don't, like, make a live journal like the kids, you know, started no. doing, like, ten years ago. Yeah. Don't do that. I had a live journal. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't put it on Since a live Since deleted. Journal. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Don't put it... Don't do it publicly. Don't do a fucking YouTube... Uh, don't start blog, a podcast. Well, start. if you want to start a podcast, <laughs> if you want to start a podcast, that's totally cool. But, but uh, I, it really sounds like you're you're in such a deep dark place that it doesn't. You don't need to do that because you put yourself out there on the internet and you open yourself to trolls fucking making funny and and making oh, yeah. and you know and making you feel worse about yourself. So don't fucking just keep it. So many of you. Children of the world. Listen. Listen right now. Stop putting your fucking personal information out there for every. Okay, and I know granted, I'm doing this. We and do I this just, granted, we do this on the, the show. I've been trying to do it like three times already. But uh, whenever. But we're also 
almost you know like we're also in our like late we're 20s early ups. 30s like we're we're grown ups we've had time to think about this shit we've had time to you know this is also our job yeah maybe when we're like 40 we'll look back and be like oh and probably we will but whatever yeah. but, you what, know. but whatever but especially whenever you're like a kid like a fucking young young kid like uh, whenever you're anywhere from you know up until you're probably not up there 30 uh don't Fucking put this shit out there. Keep Just it on don't lock. don't keep it on lockdown because you know what? You're gonna get caught. That shit is proof. You're fucking it's just stupid. It's stupid, stupid, stupid. Don't put your personal don't do it. And also it's annoying. To the rest yeah. of us. Well, you're going to look back at it and just, I mean, I know that in, uh, you know, 20 years, I'm going to look back at my book and I'm going to be like, oh, seriously? <laughs> really? Like, I mean, that's awkward. just the nature of growing it's just, up. It's the nature of growing up. Just recognize that when, one thing that's so important to realize is that the feelings you're having right now are, are transitory. Everything is transitory. Everything ends. You know, we're sitting in this studio at Cave Comedy Radio, cavecomedyradio.com, in case you're listening to us on the iTunes and want to know where you can find us on the online. Um, you know, we're sitting here and like this studio isn't going to be here forever because eventually there will be a bigger studio or there will be a same size studio somewhere else or you'll Marcus will just be like fuck it I'm not doing this anymore and there won't be a studio I keep threatening to run away and become a mortician yeah I mean you know one of these days it's improving you assholes are going to push me over the edge <laughs> and I'm going to run away and become a mortician be a is that mortician. what you want actually it is my backup plan my backup plan is working with older people at some sort of um, like some sort of activities director sense oh. at like a retirement you home. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, take your seats. I'd be like, here we go, bitches. <laughs> Other backup plans include working at a university in some way. But anyway, yeah. the point is this. Er- Everything is, is, you know, everything's temporary. And what you're feeling right now is temporary. It is your brain's trick, Frank. And I know this because it happens to me, too. Just the other week, I mostly just stayed in bed and was depressed. Um, And, like, you know, went to my therapist, worked some shit out. But, like, your brain is playing tricks on you right now. You are depressed. Depression is a sickness that you have, I think. I don't know. I, I'm not inclined. I'm not allowed to diagnose you or anything like that. But like, let's just say theoretically that being 17 and wanting to kill yourself and hating yourself and feeling in a dark hole of depression all the time actually equals depression. Usually does. Let's make that assumption. Yeah. So your brain is playing a trick on you right now. Your depressed brain is there. You've got your like logical brain that knows that things will get better. And then you've got your depressed brain. And the depressed brain is shouting a lot louder than the logical brain right now. And the depressed brain is tricking you. It's it's like it's pulling the wool over your eyes. And it's making you think that the feelings you have right now are permanent. But they're actually not. They're actually, you know they're actually going to move and change and shift. And if you look over the past day of your life, your feelings have changed and shifted in some ways. You haven't just been in stagnant hell. Maybe you've been in stagnant hell for three hours, and then there was a little moment where you noticed that the sky looked pretty, and then you went back to being in stagnant hell. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not... Your feelings are not set in stone. Things are going to get better. They're going to get better faster if you participate with making them better. And one way to do that is going to therapy. Even if you have to contact your high school's counseling department and ask them if they know of, like, low-cost or no-cost therapy that you can go to, 
I mean, the great thing about being 17 is that you probably still qualify for kids for some children's stuff. Sure. So I would do that. Call, even if you think your guidance counselor was a total douche, call your guidance she counselor. She probably is. Probably, you know, it's probably just like the football coach got a job. <laughs> but they might be awesome. Or if your guidance counselor seems shitty, but it seems like the guidance counselor for the junior class or the freshman class is cool, fucking call that person. Like, I used to be a teacher, and teachers really want, they want to help. They get into the profession because they want to help. So call and ask. Or they're perverts. Or they're perverts. <laughs> All of them. It's like priests. Yeah. <laughs> Except they're more perverts who are priests. Like. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, you know, the 500-pound the, the gorilla in the room is your parents. Um, I don't know what your relationship is with them. I don't know if, if they are. They could be assholes. Like, I'm not saying they're good people. Um but if they seem like the type of people who could understand, then you should try talking to them about it and saying, you know, I'm feeling really bad. I think going to a therapist would help. Mm-hmm. I know whenever I finally talk, I mean, I, my parents were the first people I ever talked to about my depression. Oh, or my, that's awesome. my dad was at the very least. And yeah, that's that's whenever I very first got help for it. So it it helps. Sometimes it definitely does. They'll it was scary you. as fuck. And I didn't want to. Like, I didn't want to admit uh weakness like that um which it's not admitting weakness you know it's just that's just in your head that it's but that's what it was in my head that if you know i didn't want to admit weakness to to my dad um just you know just because well yeah part of being a you know it's just kind of part of being from i guess texas and and it was dumb i didn't i didn't need to think about like I didn't need to think that way and he didn't see it as weakness at all and nobody did nobody in my family did except actually no there were a couple of people who did but they're just but, dumb ignorant assholes that's how yeah. I feel about people who don't like who don't get it like somebody left I had some I have some YouTube stuff up where I talk about depression and anxiety and one person left a comment recently that was like um you know I still think all this panic attack shit is just a made up cry for help and I didn't respond, of course, but I thought well, to myself... Well, it's a YouTube comment. It's a YouTube comment. But I thought to myself, like, you go on thinking that, buddy, until it happens to you, and then you will understand. And mm-hmm. it might not happen to you ever, but it probably will, especially if you're if you're so resistant to it. I feel like you're inviting kind of... You're inviting that lesson. Um, but it's, you know, people can... People who don't understand it are literally just ignorant, and they, they can be hateful ignorant or just like nice ignorant. Yeah, but they just don't understand. It's just, just never dismissive ignorant would be the yeah. You know, it's like meh. Oh come on. Yeah, they yeah. just don't. They just haven't had it happen to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who's actually had it happen for real, who is like oh panic attacks are, are simple and they feel great or depre- <laughs> depression whatever now some it's of the fine. people have had it happen to them but they deal with it through like drugs or drinking or like beating their wives or, or religion stuff. or religion yeah i've been i've been looking at that lately like how people like how they deal with mental illnesses through specifically christianity mm-hmm. uh and how people deal with mental illnesses through like blaming it on Satan yeah. and all that. Well, Satan is just like my number one interest anyway. Right. Yeah. He uh, is our friend. Yeah. <laughs> I said something bad about him once and, and Marcus got really sad. Yeah. 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 I don't talk shit about Satan. Yeah. Uh, he's fine. Oh, you know what? My uh, my tattoo artist down in Asheville, North Carolina, who I got my North Carolina tattoo from. Very nice tattoo. Thank you. I like it. Um. He had this symbol on his leg, and his name was John Henry. And I was like, John Henry, what's that symbol? And John Henry 
First of all, John Henry... Was a steel-driving man? I wish. John Henry... <laughs> I don't know what John Henry was, but he kind of looked vaguely like he might have been part Filipino. Okay. I'm sure he gets a lot of stuff. But then he had... Some, he really likes rebel flags, so he has rebel flags <laughs> everywhere. So he's this dude, like like possibly a like POC person of color, yeah. who had rebel flags everywhere. And it was kind of disconcerting. I was like... It just kind of reminded me of the fact that for some people, the rebel flag really is just a Southern pride thing. It's not like a racial thing at all Mm -hmm. like a lot of like northerners take it that way for some people they're just really proud to be from the south and it's not like white people are the best because i feel like he was not white but i'm not sure anyway (laughs) okay digression i should have just been like what are you because you know who loves that people of color they really love that (laughs) what are you anyway so what's your deal yeah what's your thing but anyway so this dude had this symbol on his leg and i was like oh what, what is this and he said oh it's this church um, that used to exist in England. And I said, well, what did they do? And he said, well, they believed that that they worshipped Satan and Jesus, and they believed that Satan was necessary for Jesus to exist, and Jesus was necessary for Satan to exist, yeah. and that it was all symbolic of, of light and dark, and that some good things can come out of dark, and some bad things can come out of light, and vice versa. And I was like, wow, okay, she have this needle in my arm. <laughs> I like that guy. I want to talk to that guy. You should guy. hang out with John Henry. Yeah. No, and try no, no. and casually like slip in, be all like real cash and be like, so your family background, uh, <laughs> your ethnic heritage. So is like your family into that? Is your family from England? Are they or? from England? Oh, no. Where are they from? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Guam. Just, the dude is probably like just Irish, <laughs> but had a tan. And I was like, well, I think he's from somewhere foreign. <laughs> Oh, what um, a terrible person I am. No, you're fine. Anyway, yeah. so Frank, um Frank, you know, there's a you got a lot of life ahead of you and there there's too much of a shot that your life is going to be awesome for you to end it. Like if I thought that your life was just inevitably going to be shit, I probably wouldn't advise you to off yourself, but I'd more understand. I'd be like, well, he knows his life's going to be terrible. But your life I, is is too young. It's too early. You have too much possibility ahead of you. And I would really encourage you to seek out some therapy and talk to some. And if, if you don't want to talk to a therapist, talk to somebody like in your family, even if it's somebody you don't really get along with. Let somebody know how you feel. That's really important. And you can write a coherent sentence, which is uh, more than what I think probably 60% of 17-year-olds these days can do. Yeah, you're a good writer, so maybe you should, like, stay alive and try writing. Like, maybe you've never pursued that angle and it's something worth... Just like Marcus said, even start by journaling. It would be a really good idea. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a fucking great idea, man. Takeaway message, stay alive. Stay alive. And stay in touch. Yeah, definitely let us know. Like, there's... We've got a few people who stay, that we've answered questions for on here that stay in touch and we always enjoy hearing updates. Oh, absolutely. Always. Uh, but I think that has to be it. I, that, oh, that, yeah. that does have to yeah, be we've it. Gotta, we've got to save the other letter for next time. Okay. Yeah. All right, I, we can I gotta, do that. Got a couple, got a busy night ahead of me. You got shits to do. I are got you, shits are to do. Are you recording other podcasts? I have to release podcasts which oh. uh, I'm going to be releasing uh, two new shows actually oh. here on Cave Comedy Radio. Uh, Nobody Asked You with Thomas Dale and Michael Che. That's mm-hmm. an, advi- uh, an unsolicited advice show. Mm-hmm. Nowhere near the kind of advice like they, they give advice to dead people okay. and very <laughs> and girls who have been uh, like the episode I'm about to put out is a girl who uh, whose boyfriend will only have anal sex with her and only from behind. And how did and they- her question is is he gay? 
How do they find these people's questions? Uh, you just Thompson's like just says like Facebook just goes like, does anybody have a question? And this Actually, this girl uh, is a friend of Thomas. She was in the studio live. And this girl's question is, is the dude gay? Yeah, is the dude I'm banging gay? No, I don't think he is. See, well, I, just I uh, listen to oh, the, yeah. listen to the show. Like, well, yeah, just ch- check out that show because it's not serious. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not it's not a serious show at all. And the other one is a brand new show that you got to check out. Uh, first episode is out this week. It's called Page Seven with Jackie Zabrowski and Molly Naffel. It's finally coming out. I've been talking about it for weeks now. It's finally coming out this week. Very first episode. It is fantastic. They talk about uh, celebrity news and gossip. Uh, we go through uh, lists. This list is surprising celebrities who love guns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do uh, this week in celebrity history, or th- today in celebrity history. This week it was uh, Chaz Bono has become a man Yay. back in 2009. Uh, and then finally we end the whole thing with blind items. Oh! Yeah. About about actual celebrities? Yeah. That's so funny. And we go back to like the year 2000, like we do blind items of the past, and ha- and <laughs> and I find them, and I have them guess who it is. Dude, this is, has nothing to do with anything. It just popped into my head, therefore I'm going to say it, because I was thinking about celebrities when you were just talking. Did you know that Tom Cruise is the lead in Rock of Ages? Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. I have no idea what Rock of Ages is. It's... <laughs> a movie. It's a musical where everybody sings like Foreigner and and sticks and stuff, and then they made it into a movie. And Tom Cruise is the lead, and he he takes his shirt off and rocks and has long hair and uh. sings. Yeah, all I've seen is the uh, posters, and uh, makes me want makes makes me want to puke a little bit. It makes me feel so weird inside, and not just because there is a vat of fake blood right next to me. That's McCalman blood. Yay! Oh, one other. Oh, sh- yeah. One. I've, I just have one shameless self promotion. Do it. One please. plug. Uh, Monday. June 18th, 7 p.m. at Pianos uh, in uh, New York City in Manhattan, Lower East Side. Uh, The Cowmen were playing a full 45-minute set with a full drum, our first full concert experience, like a full drum kit and everything, all three of us. It's going to be fucking awesome. It starts at like 7. So if any of you in the New York area want to come out and see the best damn psychedelic nightmare country band around, Fucking come on out. Oh, yeah. I'll be in Los Angeles all next week. But um, if you go, I want you guys to go for me and then email me. Email us cavecomedyradio at gmail.com or sarah at sarahbenincasa.com and tell us how it went. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'd love to hear your opinions. Sounds if awesome. you liked us, if you didn't like us, and fuck off. And introduce yourself after the show to Marcus. Yeah, hell yeah. If you come on out, introduce and I'll, I will be covered in face paint and blood. Yeah. And uh, Fake blood. I'm looking at it. Probably fake blood. Probably. Yeah. It all depends on if I run out. Okay. By then. There is a gallon of it, but... Uh, you're not going to run out. I won't. Let you <laughs> All right, everybody. That was Sex and Other Human Activities. Have a great, great night, day, week, whatever it may be. Enjoy yourselves. Goodbye. Goodbye.